0: ball to the right, Hunter on the move, racing back, it's over his head, it's gone, it's in the bullpen, this game is tied, this game is tied, Damon Ortiz, Damon Ortiz, Damon Ortiz!
1: This is Red Sox Beat on CLNS Radio. I
0: think it would be a big statement if John Farrell started Travis Shaw on opening day and I'd be totally cool with it, because I think it would, it, it, if that doesn't give Sandoval motivation to play better defense and play better period nothing will i
1: think they're gonna make jeter that first unanimous vote and i hate that about baseball writers if you belong in the hall of fame you get voted in the hall of fame
2: achievement or a new milestone they don't just be like hey we we signed this player we're gonna have a ceremony no no like
1: now to your hosts All right, Red Sox fans, welcome in. Red Sox Beat CLNS Radio Offseason Edition here. Um, Jess Thomas, Lauren Campbell, and myself, Jared Scalley, here for you. Another week of offseason talk. Winter meetings right around the corner. Of course, you can keep up with us at Red Sox underscore beat on Twitter. Facebook is Red Sox Beat Podcast. And of course, you can write, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. You're listening to us on Stitcher. Of course, we are brought to you uh, this holiday season, officially Christmas season, uh, by Omaha Stakes and Audible. Uh, love the show sponsors. Um, Guys, how was your Thanksgiving?
2: It was awesome. Ate way too much, but that's what it's spo- that's what you're supposed to do.
0: Yeah, it was alright. Um, I worked and then ate some food. It wasn't long enough because of the working part. But hey, we got a tree today, so I guess it's all good.
1: It's the holiday season. It's very nice. Uh, traffic and credit card debt. The, wonders of the wonder of it all, right there. I'm um, not, not stupid. No, I, I shopped <laughs> online. I haven't gone out once to shop, so um, it's right. very convenient. Um, so, this week, we'll um, obviously do the half hour show like we have been doing. A um, couple of Red Sox notes, a couple of things around the league. Um, let's start with the, um, the big boy on the hot corner. Um, what do you guys make of the Pablo Sandoval situation?
2: I mean, I think it's all just a bunch of talk and. It was kind of fun to entertain the idea when it first surfaced. But now it's just like you know, the Giants, they, the front office came out and said, no, we don't know anything. We wish him well. We never, never forget what he did for us, which is just kind of like a big middle finger to him. And basically, we don't want you back. And you no, know, even if the Red Sox try to get rid of him, what I think a lot of people aren't really understanding is we're going to have to eat so much of that contract where it really won't even be worth getting rid of him and. I really do think this guy deserves a second chance. You know, he, he's lost more weight. He' recovering from his surgery. The pictures that have been floating around, he looks good. But it's just, it made for some entertaining, like two days. But now it's just, all right, let's give it up. Let's get on. Let's let's go sign a. Let's go sign an ace.
0: I don't get why the Giants would want him because, well, one, he already left. Two, he crapped on, on the way out. And three. They've already moved on. Like, he, he hasn't been good for the Red Sox. He missed the entire year. Like, he's 30 years old. He's probably not going to, I mean, he may get, I mean, I hope he gets better from what he's been the last two years, but I doubt he's going to go back to what he was in, in uh, San Francisco, at least not for a long period of time, if at all. So it just doesn't make sense kind of anyway for them to want him at all.
1: Uh, no, it doesn't. I mean, it's weird that it came up. I know they already kind of shut it down um, really quick. But what are they going to say? They can't really say much because it's illegal <laughs> to talk much about. And at this point, um, winter meetings are around the corner. I, I look at Pablo Sandoval. and I- I- I'm pretty sure he's going to be your starting third baseman next year for the Red Sox. Like I, I feel like what other option do you have? I, um, I don't think it's necessarily his job to lose right away. Um, I think he's going to come in and battle Travis Shaw. Like you said, Lauren, his pictures—he lost the weight um, and. I think the biggest difference is he's admitted he has a problem i think that's in the open um and it looks like he's kind of figured himself out so i think the red Sox would be stupid to honestly trade him away because he might he they might, they're gonna be trading away from most likely they're starting their basement
0: yeah i think i think it's definitely good to give him a shot obviously after missing the whole year if he had another year like he did two years ago last year where he played the whole year and was terrible the whole year that may be a little bit different story but just since he played you know, he had sticks at at-bats, he played a couple of games, missed the whole year. That's kind of a different situation. I know some people are hoping for a Hanley Ramirez-type situation. Boy, would that be great. I know Adam Blue is 100% all-in on Pablo <laughs> Sandoval for Comeback Player of the Year. Shot I, of don't know, yeah, I don't know why he's thinking that. It's just kind of, I mean, even if he plays really well, he's going to get Comeback Player of the Year. So I think that might be a little unrealistic. But, yeah, I mean, it's all you can hope for at this point because...
1: But, I mean, Jess, wasn't it unrealistic to, to it say that Rick Porcello was going to be a Cy Young Award winner? And, oh, not
0: at all. I was all in on that. you kidding me?
1: Okay, but so if, Ad- if, Adam's, <laughs> right, if Adam's all in and correct on him in ha- him having a comeback year, well, you- it'll look just as weird as you saying that Rick Porcello was going to be good. Like, not a lot of people thought that was going to happen
0: either. Well, Adam still hasn't even admitted that Rick Porcello is good, so I don't have to even care what he says. <laughs> well, Adam's ridiculous
1: because Ad- Rick Porcello is good, and he had a good year. Clearly, he won the Cy Young Award. So,
0: um, no, it is- you're right, though. It is similar because Porcello was a— a good pitcher, you know, he had several ten-plus win seasons already. Then he had a bad season. Then he was great. Sandoval was a good player, you know, had a decent amount of home runs, played really well in the postseason. So it would make sense for him another really good season. I don't know about a Cy Young so MVP season. That that might be that might be crazy, but yeah, you never know. He could be the next Rick Porcello. I'm all for that, obviously.
2: Pablo Sandoval, 2017 MVP.
0: <laughs> pa- pa- Pablo Sandoval, president,
1: 2016, 2017, 2020.
2: January.
0: Anybody, yeah. But who it is. <laughs> but the thing um, with Sandoval, he's never had even close to MVP numbers, even when he was the best. So probably unlikely.
1: That's very true. Um, I will take old Pablo Sandoval.
0: <laughs> I will take
1: what he was with the Giants, if, if he can get back to that.
0: Um, yeah, 16, 17 homers, 80 RBI, 270 average. That's way the heck better than he was <laughs> two years ago. Oh, God,
1: yeah. Um, and and I, think, I think he can be that. Um, I, I think that... Uh, I mean, you guys know I'm I'm still a supporter of Sandoval. I'm not as big a supporter as Adam is, but um, I I look at this and think, okay, um, he was good a couple years ago. He had an issue here. Um, I, I give him the chance, you know. And I think coming into spring training, as much as people don't want to admit it, it he has to be have that opportunity because, especially with Farrell as the manager, you can't lose a player to injury. That's what Farrell always says. You can't lose your job to injury. You can't lose your job and they're standing by the whole injury story and that it was an injury in the first place, then, you know, you have to give him a shot.
2: Yeah, and I think it's... I mean, I really... I don't think it's anyone's job right now. I don't think third base is really secure. I think spring training is going to show a lot, and it's going to be Sandoval and Shaw just kind of battling it out to see who's going to get it.
0: He is really lucky, if you think about it, because to basically throw away your job for two years and then still come back and still have it be you as the person who's leading it even whether it should be or not i mean the fact that the fact that someone didn't just steal it away you know if someone had like a hanley ramirez season at third base there's no in of all be playing well, third a base. lot of people so predicted have... that
1: for travis shaw too
0: true yeah no
1: it just didn't happen definitely
0: <laughs> right no yeah definitely I'm looking at his numbers. He was really bad. My God, 245, 10 homers, 47 RBI. 10 homers and 505 plate appearances? Like, come on. Yeah, he 15 hits. He was bad. just super, super under average. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> good to look at.
1: <laughs> what do you guys think of the... Um... Like I mean, obviously the rumors are there, though. Like, do do you think that there's really a possibility? Do you think that um, the front office of San Francisco turning it down is the truth, or do you really think there is some interest there? I mean, I would believe the reports more than San Francisco's front office at this point.
2: I don't really think there's any interest. I mean, like Jess said, they moved on, and I just there's really no no fit for him there anymore, and I I just don't see it really servicing to anything more than what it has what it is now.
0: Yeah, Eduardo Nunez is supposed to be their third baseman, and he's he's had a pretty decent career. He's had some several good years, uh, good power numbers. He's pretty fast too. So, I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know why they'd want him after I know I know it's you know you can forgive anything, but just all the crap he said when he left there of all the stuff just didn't that doesn't seem like something where they'd be like yeah you know what two years later let's have you back let's let's have you come play here and be great again after <laughs> after all the stuff you did like that that just doesn't make it doesn't make sense at all to go to a different team sure but To go back to the same team not really yeah, I, I can't see it happening. It doesn't make sense at all.
1: Um, but that being said, we'll have to wait and kind of see. I, I think spring training is going to be a good time. You're, I think Pablo Sandoval is going to be on that roster. Um, and I said it on my show on ESPN New Hampshire, and I, I'll say it here too. He, he is going to be your starting third baseman next year. There's no way around. I think there's no other option. I think he's going to prove a lot of people wrong next year. Um, I know it's November, <laughs> but I, I think that's going to be the case. But we'll obviously have to wait and see there.
0: Um, one, one question about that. Say he yeah. hits like 200 in the first month. Then what? Um, <laughs> right uh, back to Travis ooh. Shaw. Probably
1: right back to Travis Shaw. But I think you're going to see April <laughs> be the tra- the Pablo Sandoval month. Um, he's going to be your guy opening day. He's going to be your guy for the first month. And if something doesn't work out, then you go back to Travis Shaw and see if that fixed itself. But um, just you need a stopgap because clearly Johan Moncato isn't ready. Can't hit a curveball. Um, and who else are you going to put there? Brock Holt. No, he's not an everyday <laughs> player. <laughs>
0: Hey, you said you're gonna put there. You put it in there.
1: Yeah, it's awful. And, and that's my point. Like you have Brock Holt. That's it. Like um, don't, don't
2: hate
0: Brock. All star. Woo. 2015.
2: Brock star
1: should not have been an all star. <laughs> I mean, should have, but like should have not been an all star. Um, yeah, he really shouldn't have. But... He should not have been an all star. Um, you know who wasn't all- should have been an all star? David Price. Um, so can <laughs> Can we talk? Can we talk can we, okay, can we talk about David? Can we talk about David Price now? Because. Uh, what yes. he's been doing um, on Twitter, just mocking every everybody. People have actually obviously are going to go after him on Twitter. It's Twitter, right? Naturally, people just do that. But he's responding and saying things just like, oh, well, such and such, my record, blah, blah, blah. Like, why does he feel the urge to come at people when they mock him for losing? He's mocking himself now for not winning a game in the playoffs.
2: Because he's not mentally strong enough right now, and it's – If he did it once, like, if his little Hawaii post was, oh, I'm in Hawaii, can't lose a playoff game here. If that was his first and only post about it, I would find humor in it. I'd be like, oh, David Price, like, that's funny. But it wasn't, and he kept going off of it. And there was one, I mean, I did find humor in one tweet where somebody tweeted to him saying, like, he was 0-8 when he came here. He's like, no, he's like, check your numbers, I was 0-7. I'm like, okay. That, that's Okay, that's funny, but just leave it alone. Like It's obviously eating at you if you're the one instigating this and initiating the, the conversations and the hatred towards you. And he's responding to people who have, like, three followers. It's nobody, just some Joe Schmo who probably got on Twitter after David Price lost in the playoffs. It's just it's so stupid, and it's just mind-blowing to me that this man can be such a child.
0: Yeah, you nailed it right there at that last part. He's he's literally acting like he's like a ten year old. Like he's like, "I'm losing in the playoffs, so I'm gonna make fun of myself before you make fun of me." (laughs) How old are you? Are you in the major (laughs) leagues? Like, what is this middle school? I mean, come on. What 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 is he gaining by that? It's Twitter. It's social media. Who cares? Don't look at it. If you look at it, don't care. Why are you letting it get to you? You're a professional athlete. I mean, what is this guy's problem? He's, he is so, oh my God, it's such a little mind game of a kid. Like if you're so worked up about your postseason record, pitch better. And if you don't like people talking about it, don't look at it. Don't feed into it. I mean, it's so insecure. Like what is this guy doing? I can't believe how, how petty someone could be on Twitter. This isn't even real life. This is a computer or a phone. It's not even real life. I mean, Twitter Why is, is real, Twitter
1: is real life.
0: Like Twitter yeah, 10, with people with like Lauren said, people with three followers and like no names, people just true. trying to get under his skin, and it's working. It's getting under his skin. He's doing it to himself. Like grow grow a pair. Come on. I can't believe it. It's unbelievable. Just
1: hop on Twitter. Hop on Twitter and say that to David Price. Because you, <laughs> you, you because you are a somebody. You have those followers. So you can you mean something.
0: So you should hop on It'll Twitter. It'll get under and... your skin. You know it will. <laughs> oh, of course it will. you will be like, oh, man, you're making fun of me. Man. What's your problem? <laughs> Throw up, David.
2: It, it really makes you think, like, back to... John Lester, when, when John Lester left, he s- went and signed with Chicago and people were, you know, F him, F you, like, you suck, and he would respond back to them and be like, oh, sorry, you feel that way. I, I wish love you the best that so life. much.
0: That was He great. was and a was, professional. He was a see. professional human being. That's and you think why. About,
2: and you think about that and somebody going up to Price and tweeting him like, you suck, and he's like, ha ha, I know. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know I am terrible. My record's 0-7. <laughs> Isn't that great? Like, in, like, like, Lauren, like
1: Lauren said, if it was one time Okay, cool. We poked some fun at it, like whatever. Done it sounded like four times, and he's done it <laughs> terribly. Like at least like with Lester's situation, it was funny. It's like, oh really? I'm, I'm I'm sorry you hear. I'm sorry uh, to hear that. Like you know, like it, it, it's something humorous. Whereas with with Price, it's clearly he just can't handle it. And it's like it's like a child being backed in the corner and then like yelling and and saying something to the mean bully that's in his face. Like that's what David Price is right now. He's literally backed up in the corner. Um, with it, like in a cartoon, where the guy just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and he just keeps getting smaller and smaller. Like that's literally what David Price is right now on Twitter, and it's getting kind of ridiculous. It's he's sad. Been,
2: he's been quiet the last few days, though. I just checked. He hasn't tweeted in a few days, so.
0: Yeah, maybe he's learning for once. Like, wow, time to figure out that what you're doing is probably not getting you anywhere. It's like the whole thing from the start of this was like, David Price is a sensitive guy. He responds to people on Twitter. People might get under skin in Boston and he's letting it happen. Like, if people are saying that about you, be like, I'm not going to, prove them right, like, screw this, I'm not going on Twitter, or if I'm going on Twitter, I'm going to be professional, he's just feeding into everything that everybody was saying about what he does, he continues to do it, which has been the case with him this entire time with everything, when people are like, aren't you winning playoff games, he's like, oh, I am saving them for, for Boston, I, you know, I'm going to do better, I'm just waiting to get my next start, like, after the playoff, I'm waiting for a <laughs> next start, the, the next start that didn't happen, because they didn't win, it's like, he keeps saying, like, oh, we're waiting for this, we're waiting for that, we're waiting for this, so, what are we waiting for? Like, do it and stop talking. And, oh, David, you, you said that you, were, uh, that, that you were disappointed and you're out. Yeah, I, I get paid $217 million and I suck. Like, it's just like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, just, just shut up. Stop talking. Play better. And stop talking about your money. Stop talking about your social media. Stop talking about your record. Like, no one cares. People are trying to get under your skin. Don't let them.
2: Come on. And he knew that coming into Boston. He knew exactly the kind of market he was getting into. And I mean, we've seen people like Carl Crawford, Adrian Gonzalez, even Josh Beckett. We've seen them come in here and not be able to handle what Boston is. And I don't, it's not that I don't think David Price can handle it. I think he can. I just, I think he's having some sort of like meltdown and he's just like, I don't know what to do. So maybe he's just so upset about not winning in the playoffs and this is how he's handling it. But, Like you said, he just needs to stay off of Twitter, he needs to stay off social media. It's kinda like after you break up with somebody and you just wanna like stalk their Twitter and their (laughs) Facebook. It's like stay off of it because it's just it's gonna upset you more and you're he's like turning into a seventeen year old girl, like blowing up her ex boyfriend's phone. Just stop and just focus on you're pitching pitching better maybe winning in the playoffs next year and being an ace like we signed you to be our ace we want you to be our ace we don't want you to pitch terribly like get your mind off of social media stop letting these children and these people who have the eggs of of, as their avatars get under your skin and just be a pitcher. It's not that hard. You're going to over $200 million.
1: But, Lauren, everyone's going to know how funny he is, and everyone knows how awesome his dog is, and everyone has to know that he's a losing pitcher from David Price. Just has to I help. do
2: love I do love his dog. I do love the dog tweets. Like, keep those coming. Show me your dog every day. I love those.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised I we didn't see more of his dog this year, to be completely honest. They beefed well, it up so much in spring training.
2: His dog doesn't lose playoff games.
1: <laughs> no, his dog does not. His dog is 1,000%. In a playoff game, way
0: better than he is. <laughs> way
1: I put, I'll put Astro in any day of the week on the playoff game. Right. Um. Well, all yeah, the Red Sox gonna... news. He, he... Okay.
0: Sorry, I was just gonna say. Yeah, he's just maddening. He's just, you know, it's. I want to like him. I want to support him. I wanted to pitch well, but like he's making it hard to like him, and like stuff like this just makes me like him even less because this is it's so childish. Like I didn't <laughs> I, I didn't sign up to watch this. I signed up to watch professionals like John Lester and people who are professional smart and good at their jobs not children like david price like he's not he's not helping his cause here with me no i don't no. like him <laughs> um Funny no stuff. it it's 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 hard you want to like
1: him you want him to do well because he's the ace at this point well de facto ace um supposedly <laughs> but um <Ace. laughs> and that's what we signed him to be and it's just hard to kind of see him not do that but um before we get to the power rankings, uh, we, I know that was going to come up as well because the Red Sox are higher than most people might have thought um, early, early November projections. But uh, the, all the Red Sox news and, of course, the show of, is brought to you by our friends at Audible as well as our good friends at Omaha Steaks. And Omaha Steaks, actually, guys, has a really good deal for us. Uh, it's the holiday season. Um, everyone's out about shopping now. It's officially that. It's after Thanksgiving. We're recording on Cyber Monday. Um, so I did some shopping today. Um, and you know what you have to do because it's easy um, is um, go to Omaha Steaks for 49 dollars You're going to be able to get our family gift pack. Uh, When you go to omahasteaks.com and enter the promo code from us, Socks, S-O-X, in the search bar, you're going to get 77% off the Omaha Steaks gift box, the things that come with a crap ton of meat and sausages and meatballs and all that stuff in there. Um, It's fantastic, and I'll read off what comes with it in a minute. But, guys, I know that when we got our boxes delivered to us, um, it was like a bottomless pit. I didn't know when the bottom was going to come because there was so much food in there for the price that we got.
2: Yeah, it was great. and Like you said, I just I didn't know when the bottom was going to come, and that made me really happy because everything in there just looked so good. Everything I've had has just been so good, and it's like I just want to order it more for myself every week.
0: I dare anybody listening to the show to Ooh, find a better deal than seven. Yes, I find it, I dare anybody to find a deal that is better than seventy-seven percent off, even on Cyber Monday. I don't care. People don't give seventy-seven percent off. Fifty percent, maybe seventy-seven percent. Nah. I, I, if you find that, please tweet at me because I don't think it exists. So.
1: <laughs> the best I paid today when I shopped was 20%. So good on Omaha exactly. Steak, 77% <laughs> off. Um, and right now it's exclusive just to our listeners. Listen to everything you're going to hear. Right? I'm going to list it off. It's two filet mignons, two top sirloins, two boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts. I know Jeff loves his chicken. Uh, Four kielbasa sausages, four burgers, a 12-ounce package for all those meatballs there, Uh, four potatoes au gratin, four caramel apple tartlets. Guys, the list goes on. One Omaha Steak seasoning packet. Plus, on top of that, you're going to get four additional kielbasa sausages for free. Um, All that, 77% off. For go to 99 go to omahasteaks.com, enter the promo code SOX, S-O-X, in the search bar, and add the family gift pack to your cart, and you're going to get that 77% savings. Don't worry about the lines. Don't worry about all the holiday shopping. Just do that, and you're going to get that savings. It's a gift guaranteed to be a hit this holiday season. Of course, we're all in the thick of it. Don't be that idiot who waits till Christmas Eve to do all their shopping. Uh, get it done now, and go get that great deal in the process, because <laughs> who knows? If you wait too long to shop, you're never going to get it done. So. <laughs> um
0: everyone, that is that is Jared Scalley, Even when he wants to go to bed, still the best food salesman there is out there.
1: I I, I do my best when it comes to food, guys. I don't mess around. Uh, it's a big thing. <laughs> You're in your me. game. I'm Italian. <laughs> it really just it just hits me wherever when you bring up food. It just if it's not right, man, it's not right. Um, so one thing that we wanted to touch on, just really briefly, but what do you guys make of the power rankings that are out right now? It has the Red Sox at number two? Um, it has the Cubs one? Not really a shocker because they're loaded still. But like, the Red Sox are really a number two.
0: Like, is that right? Even this early?
2: I mean, they should be number one, but I'll take it. Oh jeez,
0: there we go already. <laughs> what do I mean? what do I make of it? Pretty much nothing because who cares? <laughs>
2: it's, it's, I mean, it says right in the title, way too early power rankings. So. It's just that I mean they could come out now and the Cubs could finish last, who knows. The Red Sox could be World Series champs or they could finish last too. It, you know, it's too early to tell anything. You know, spring training hasn't even happened yet, no big trades have happened yet. So, it it's it's way too early, just as it implies. Yeah,
0: who cares? Honestly, I mean Red it's Sox haven't ratings. signed Greg Holland yet.
2: They shouldn't, but that's okay. What?
1: I would love I mean, Greg he Holland.
0: Help. He could help the team.
1: I think it would help the team, Lauren. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: Help I think it would the help team, the learn.
1: I think it would help the bullpen.
0: Um,
2: yeah,
1: cool who on. cares
0: about power rankings? I mean, you play the games, you win or lose. Like, who cares about power ranking? I mean, who, who's going to put any stock in that? It doesn't matter at all. Just, either you win games or lose games. Like Lauren said, first place, last place. Go out and play the games, power rankings mean nothing.
1: Well, just there's no games going on right now, so we've got to talk about the power rankings. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, um, okay, let's move on, because there's actually some serious news going on in the league. Um, I don't know. It hasn't caught too much wind, really, just because of the football and at that time of year. But, guys, there could be a lockout, like, soon.
0: <laughs> um, like, it's bad as of that December, I was surprised when I saw that.
1: Yeah, as of December 1st, if there, isn't, if there isn't a new agreement on the CBA... This lockout means no winter meetings, nothing can happen because the league can't figure it out. Are they going to let it get that far? It's only a couple days.
2: No, I don't think so. I mean, I remember the last time this happened. I was so young, but I just remember, like, watching on the TV and they had this literal countdown, like, hours, minutes, seconds um, of when there was going to be the MLB lockout. Um, And then it just kind of went away because they agreed on something. So I can kind of see that happening again, but I just feel like this isn't going to be like the NBA the especially the NHL where they just lock out for months and they're just like stiffs they don't do anything they're not going to try to like uh compromise with one another i think they're going to be able to work something out whether it's the first or whether it's shortly thereafter
0: yeah i hope so that would that would be terrible i don't know i don't know a whole lot about this stuff but do you think they'd want to work things out and get on the same page at this point kind of a, Important time, like you said, Jared. Things will just kind of stop, and they won't be able to do anything until the deal is reached. So, I will say one thing though: Tony Clark's goatee is pretty awesome. That little, that little white little stubble, Christmas snow stubble. <laughs> that bald head, no hair on his face anywhere, just that little, that little thing on his chin. It's kind of nice. <laughs>
2: totally, irrelevant oh, un- yes.
0: totally to ever- everything. Fascination <laughs> with
1: the, the stubble. Um, look, I look at this and go, I can't imagine they would let it get that, that far because. Everyone knows that baseball is kind of slumping in the national point of view. Um, People aren't watching as much trying to figure out how to fix the game in a lot of people's eyes. This wouldn't help. Like, this wouldn't help the nature of trying to get the game back into people's eyes. Um, Winter meeting is a very exciting time of the year, um, and I can't imagine they're going to let a lockout portray them from happening. So this is going to get done. I can't imagine they're going to let this go to a lockout because... Almost a couple months ago, guys, we were talking about how good the league was. You know, like, the, work, the workforce was fine. Like, we were all comfortable with it. And then this just came out of nowhere, and they haven't got anything done. Um, I, can't, I can't imagine they let it get past the first.
0: Right, like, how exciting baseball was. The World Series was such a good World Series matchup, and all of a sudden we're talking about not having baseball. Kind of a dramatic change.
1: Could you imagine, like, if they have a lockout, everyone, the headlines, the Cubs broke the league.
0: They finally win, and then there's no baseball. You literally
1: broke the league. That's what would hit. I I would honestly want someone on our website just figure this out. If this happens, I want an article written. The Cubs broke the league. I will even write it if I have to. Like that's (laughs) phenomenal.
2: (laughs) The the new curse The new
1: curse The Cubs broke. Screw the Billy Goat. The Cubs broke the entire league by winning the World Series. This is no one can win again that'd be great. gonna <laughs> <can> do it <laughs> <laughs> um, so that we'll so obviously see there um, one other piece of news that kind of happened um, that kind of affects not only really now but did affect what happened in minor League baseball in Cuba obviously um is Fidel Castro passing um, what do you guys what do you guys take of that because obviously all the history we don't want to go into that part of it but um he was a kind of a stopgap for allowing baseball in in Cuba and Americans coming and, and that, that whole thing. So, um, what does his death mean to the league?
2: I mean, I don't really know what it means so much to the league. I mean, I don't know too, too much about, about him really, but I feel like he did more bad than good for the league. And, you know, anything I really ever read about him in baseball was that tensions just got worse between Cuba and the U S and, to the point where, you know, players, were front offices were fearing for the safety of their players. So, I mean, it's whatever. We obviously know that Cuba has amazing baseball players, and we, we continue to see their talent every year. So, like I said, I think he did more bad than good, but nothing he can do now.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to claim to know a lot about this either, but, I mean, there's obviously some players from Cuba coming over now, and... And playing here and showing us their talent, so it seems like he's getting better in that, especially compared to what it used to be. As we're as we're talking about here, um, so that's good that that more of them are are able to play, and uh, hopefully that continues. I don't know if his death changes that much in terms of that at this point, but I know he was not a very popular man. Um, I know it's a lot of mixed mixed opinions of of his death at this point, but seems like in general more people are. I don't want to say happy, but, like, relieved, I guess, just because of how how he ruled and whatnot. So, yeah.
1: And who took over for him? His son, right? Uh, I, I think that's what happened. I, I don't really care too much. And we don't, it's a podcast. We don't really talk about baseball podcasts with politics. But didn't his son, like, can now control Cuba? Raul. Raul. Right.
0: That's Raul
1: Castro.
0: Which
1: is, which is weird that family Imagine gets he, it.
0: I know he told he broke the, his death, Raul. I don't know who takes over. Maybe it's not him. Uh, I don't know. It would be weird if it I was. Know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know a lot about that stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't have to talk about it too much. I did want to bring it up, though, because of the fascination, obviously, with Cuban players in the league and um, the recent success of being able to kind of have the U.S. go into Cuba. Now that happens. So obviously there's more, and now there's more openings for the league to kind of expand and get more talent from Cuba and that sort of thing. So obviously um, Cuba's kind of a hotbed for <laughs> major league talent. Um, so there was a trade, guys, in the league, um, if people were paying attention to baseball besides us. Um, the Mariners sent uh, Tejwan Walker and Kettle Marte, I think you say it? I don't even know, um, to the Diamondbacks for uh, Gene Segura, Mitch Haniger, and Zach Chris. Um Small deal, not kind of, but I mean, it happened before the winter meetings, which is crazy. There's been a couple things happening since before the winter meetings.
2: Yeah, and I think this is the biggest one yet. I mean, I kind of think both teams made it out, and you know, Diamondbacks—they're just getting. I thought the Braves were getting pitcher after pitcher. It just seems now that it's the Diamondbacks getting pitcher after pitcher.
0: Yeah, it's somewhat big deal. I believe it's Taiwan. I assume just because. Juan is Juan, and then you put a TAI at the beginning, which is kind of Thai. So Taiwan, if you put it together. Taiwan. Um, Taiwan, I assume, yeah. I don't know that for a fact, <laughs> but just looking at it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's better for um, for the Mariners because Walker is kind of an average pitcher. I was looking at his numbers. I mean, he had 11 wins two years ago, and eight wins last year. His ERA is in the fours, so like seems like kind of an average pitcher he is young he's only 24 so maybe he'll get better but Segura had a huge breakout here this year he had 203 hits 319 average 20 homers so he's able to get the hits get the average and home runs oh and not to mention 33 steals so like if he's gonna be that good i mean he was an all-star in 2013 and then 13th in mvp last year so he's had a for a couple of really good seasons. He's only 26, so if he can keep that up in Seattle, I think that they got the better of that deal. Segura had 20 can also... homers? Yeah.
2: He did. Wow. wow, I didn't realize
0: that. Yeah, he's kind of a a lot of tool player. I knew he was a machine <laughs> can... on the base pass, but...
2: Yep, and he can, he can play second and short, so I mean, I know that the two positions don't... There's not a huge difference between the two, but that's still pretty big you know just to have a versatile player at all who can play more than one position
0: it's a
1: good pickup for the
0: Mariners I like
1: him he's a good player yeah
0: I think that's um, a good deal I mean Marte's kind of he's I mean he's it's hard to know so far as a young player but one homer last year 33 RBI I think you kind of hard to tell at this point it's obviously not established like Segura is no
1: Oh no, I think the Mariners made out I like the Mariners side on that one um one other thing before we get out of here, and this involves our division, which is intriguing to the storyline. Um, Aroldis Chapman was with the Yankees, goes to the Cubs, wins a World Series. God bless his soul. Um, now, apparently, he might be going back to the Yankees.
2: I can see that.
1: <laughs> why? Yeah, I, mean,
2: that... yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I don't know why.
1: <laughs>
2: like I, I, I don't.
1: One, wouldn't you try to go weird. back to the Cubs? Like, wouldn't you try to go back to the Cubs? Two, why did the Yankees want him?
2: Well,
0: you know, he's a dirtbag. Dirtbags play for the Yankees. It's a nice, it's a nice fit.
2: It, he fits perfectly there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> besides,
1: like, the, the fan in us agreeing with that, because I agree with that. But does it make sense for the Yankees to bring Chapman back, realistically?
2: It just kind of seems like they regret letting him go and they just kind of want to get him back. Just, just kind of like the so the Cubs don't have him. And I mean, I can, I don't really see why he'd want to go back. It's not like he was like grew up with the Yankees, you know, it's not like home for him or something. It's not a club he spent a lot of time with. I don't, I mean, I don't see, I can see the Yankees rebuilding and trying to get player after player after player, but you know, I I just think Chapman should stay with what he knows, and that's the World Series team.
0: Yeah, I think it makes more sense for the Yankees than it does for him, because like you said, they just add players, whoever they want, because they're the Yankees, and if they, <laughs> they help great, if they don't, <laughs> then they don't seem to care. But for him, to go back to them when they're kind of average right now, I mean, yeah, he'd make them better, but like Lauren said, no like connection with them or whatever, he just won a World Series why would you pick them of all teams? It just doesn't really make sense. It doesn't make sense. He's kind of an idiot anyway and uh, a dirtbag, so I guess it makes sense in terms of that. I mean, it 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 will
1: give them a good pitcher. I mean, if I was them, I wouldn't have traded Andrew Miller, and I would have just kept Andrew Miller. But that being said, if you're going to keep one of them... um, But the Yankees, Red Sox could, you know, heat up next year. We'll see the Yankees did really well once they kind of ditched the old men and actually let the younger kids play. Um, So, I mean, Yankees, Red Sox could be fun to watch again next year, though, right?
2: I hope so. I mean, I'd love to see this crazy rivalry just get back to what it was and get it really intense again. I mean, Red Sox, Yankees games are always fun, but when there's just more at stake, it just makes it more fun.
1: Like, boy, do I miss it. Like, I miss those. I miss Pedro throwing Zimmer to the ground. Like, I miss those <laughs> days.
0: Yeah, I miss it, too, but I kind of enjoy them being bad, too. It's kind of fun.
2: I mean, yeah, it's nice to just kind of walk all over them, too, definitely.
0: But like, I feel yeah, like back... Sucked.
1: Yeah, Actually, but I feel like, so, like, like, those guys hated each other so much between both teams that if one of them was bad, I think it still would have been like that. Like, those guys didn't like each other.
0: Well, hard to know since they were always both so good. That's but. true. But A Rod yeah, was hard. involved, <laughs> so well, yeah, he's easy to hate. <laughs> this is yeah. true. they were like, but they were friends with him. Like, before, like Ortiz was friends with A Rod and everything before all that crap happened, and then Ortiz is like, I hate this guy. Well, I was friends.
1: <laughs> but... friends with him apparently. I think they're friends again. So, um, oh, really? I think so. Yeah, they he's
0: like came out know. for his cheatingness. I'm assuming. Well, he uh, perfect now. He's Mr. Perfect announcer that everyone likes because he's a good announcer now. So dude, he is God a good a
1: announcer. Dude, he is Let's a good Let's forget all the
0: stuff you just did with the steroids. Yeah. No, no need to remember that.
1: There is a broadcasting career and a baseball career. You can divide the two. Look at Pete Rose.
0: Yeah. They're both dirtbags.
1: And Pete Rose should be in Hall of Fame.
0: Just so many dirtbags in this last five minutes.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> man. Um, on that note, what a good, what a good show, guys. um, <laughs> So, uh, of course, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore Beat, Facebook Red Sox Beat Podcast. Um, We'll keep you up to date uh, between now and next week with the written coverage if anything happens with the the CBA. I'm sure uh, Jess Thomas or someone on the team will cover it for you guys. Um, Make sure all that's up to date. Um, Until next week, um, don't forget, of course, uh, to follow us on Twitter, rate, review, subscribe. Um, Our good friends at Omaha Steaks and Audible, we thank you. And don't forget to go get your good deal by putting that Sox promo code in there. What a great deal that is. I still can't get over that deal. Um, until next week, for Jess Thomas and Lauren Campbell, I am Jared Scalley This has been Red Sox Beat here on CLNS Radio. See ya.